Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit and maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well you may have noticed we took a little break last week, a little summer break, and we will actually be taking a break next week. We're doing two episodes in August and then in September we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. So if you miss us next week, there will be one the following week. But today I'm going to be chatting with my friend and author, Christine Coe. Christine has an interesting history. She's a former music and brain neuroscientist turned blogger. And she and I met in that milieu. Um, she has since written a book called Minimalist Parenting. And she's the author, the co-host of a podcast that I think you guys would really like. It's called Edit Your Life. She and I are actually today going to be talking about introversion and self-care. But first, I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Sarah. We have a lot to catch up on. We do. And we're together. And we're together. We're together. Sarah is in my bedroom. I'm in her bedroom. <laughs> where I record my podcast. She, um, she switched her bedroom around. It looks great. Well, thank you. Although I have to say... I'm iffy on having a, an office in my bedroom. Well, there's pros and cons. Because there's I mean, you, there's research that says you should only sleep in your bedroom. Right. You sh- it should be like a place where you rest and right. recharge and not work. Right. But it's so easy, though. It's so easy. This, I have to say, if you were in her room right now, there's just this great little alcove that's perfect for your desk and yeah. your computer. Like, it makes sense up here. It does make sense up here. Also, this is the only room in the house with AC. That, well, then, I mean, done deal. So done I deal. work in this little corner. There's another corner of the room that has a sofa, and that's where I watch television. So I just don't leave this room. You're just, like, really, really introverted now. Like, this is, like, feeding introversion. It's kind of it's bad. It's feeding your introversion. Yeah. But, you know, me, a fellow introvert, I am all for it. I know. Do, like, do you have to leave the house ever? Just have well, the groceries delivered? It was just, a little rough when I was really in the throes of writing the book. Right. Because I truly, I'm not kidding, I didn't leave the house. Right. No, I know you told me. Like, someone would come knock on the door at 5 p.m. and the door would be locked because I hadn't left. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, had, I've had many days like that. I don't know yeah. if I went as long as you went. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I went as long as that, but oh, I, 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 I get you, girl. I anyway, feel you. I feel well, you. how are things going for you? Um, well, things are great because I'm on vacation right yeah. now. Um, we are just, every time we come back, we stay in Laguna in the same house. Yeah. I love it. You have your thing. I have my thing. It like feeds that organizer in me. Like I don't have to plan anything new. Like we go to the same beach, although we went to a different beach yesterday. We like busted out and went to a different beach within Laguna. Oh, I know. It was crazy. Girl's gone wild at the beach. Oh my gosh. But that's what we're doing. We, we go full on tourists when we come here. Mm -hmm. We go to the beach every day. Um, go to our favorite restaurants. Yeah. It's just super easy. Yeah. Loving it. So that's good. Um, but I was I was going to tell you, I started to tell you downstairs, this is like a whole, I mean, this is a whole conversation um, about being in your mid-40s. Yes, as we both are. We both are. And how my weight is distributing differently. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. In my body. Yeah. And I'm very 
cognizant of that right now because I'm wearing a bathing suit every day. Yep, all you know, day, every day. I got my uniform. I wear a dress almost every day or a little skirt and a blouse that like nips in in my waist. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a smaller waist, mm-hmm. so I I run with that. Yep. Um, but instead of like gaining weight, if you're looking straight at me, instead of gaining weight side to side, I gain weight front to back. Yep. And so I've been here and I kind of threw on my bikini and I like turned to the side. I'm like, whoa, what is that? And it just, I'm getting like a tire around my middle, which has never been a problem area for me. I've never liked my legs. Like I just, I always have them covered, but I've always had my like slender torso. Uh And now it's like. This just, I'm like holding it in my hand right now. So you see that? It's like a sausage roll. It's just like this, oh. And I don't, and I, and it's, um, it used to be when I was younger, I would just like cut back on calories sure. or do a little core work yeah. and it would disappear. Well, now I'm cutting back on calories and I'm doing a lot of working out and it's stubborn. It's not moving. Well, let me tell you. So I had a doctor on a couple weeks ago talking about food sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Chad Larson, he's a naturopath. And when we finished recording the show, I, he was a great guest. He was mm-hmm. really interesting. And I said, well, is there any other topic that you think would be interesting to, you know, um, to our audience? And he goes, you know, the number one thing that I have women coming in to talk to me about is their they're premenopausal and diet and exercise do not work. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is what he said. He said, they've been told by their doctors that they just, it's just what goes in, comes out, you know, calorie count. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not true. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you're perimenopausal, it's your hormones and your yeah. insulin and your cortisol. And, you know, you the same things don't work anymore. Right. And he – so anyway, he agreed to talk with me again. And I – so I wish I could tell you what he said. But, yeah. you know, we're going to no, table that discussion. that's exciting. But I really – all that to say, I really do think that there are some factors a little outside of our control. I agree. And and that's sad. It is sad. Because I, I want to control them. I want, yeah. I want to be the best. And this is just the first time in my life that I'm putting forth the effort. Right. And I'm not seeing and you're not the getting, results. Mm-hmm. As yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I hate to say this, and it's funny that you're talking about this because my health, my self-care update has to do with with aging too. I do think that there's just some radical acceptance that has yeah. to happen that yeah. my body won't look the same way that no. it did. No. You and know? I'm, having, I'm having trouble with that. I know. It's a, it's a real <laughs> struggle. I mean... I I have I'm up twenty pounds, and yeah. I know some of that is from my divorce. Right, and some of it is from sitting on my butt writing a right. book for four months. Right, um, for sure. But I also know it's not just going to come right off. No, it's well, like it's definitely it's not here. It's, it's here. here. It's here. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still I'm I have a very I think the thing with me that's so bothersome too is I have a pretty narrow frame. Yeah, um, I have small but I mean I'm a small frame so. Just the smallest amount of weight gain really, really looks, shows it really shows on yeah. me just like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I can gain two pounds and it's evident, um, you know, and it's just, it's super frustrating. So, well, that leads me to, so I have just been on this like workout. <laughs> like, You're like, I will I'm, like, beat this. I'm like searching for all these different workouts. And I talked, when we talked last time, I mean, there was probably a couple episodes back. I can't remember what I was doing at that point. Like, I mean, that's how many things I've done. Yes. So you were doing, I, I'll tell you what you were doing. It was some, the name was really cringy. It was like bikini, beach bikini. Was, it, was I back on that? 
I think I might have been back on that, those two girls. Yeah. Like blanking. It on. was like beach ready, bikini yeah, bay. Yeah. Be a bit. Ba- something it, like it, that. It was really so um, feminist. That one could not, it was totally unfeminist. So that one I could not stick with. It bothered me. And so then I, I mean, I am such a sucker for the, like, Instagram knows me now. Like, by the way, the dress I'm wearing right now, Instagram ad purchase. Like, I mean, they, they've got so my funny. number. Yeah. And so they posted something, you know, get dancers legs in 14 days, which mm. what a crock of beep. I mean, seriously, come yeah. on. But I, I got it. It's like daily 14 Om. days. Yeah. Have okay. you heard of daily Om? No. It's just like, they have a newsletter and you can, you can choose what you want to pay. So like, do you want to pay? $15 for this, $25, or $40 for this, which, of course, I always pick, like, the $15. I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. So, anyway, that started me on this whole long thing. I started it. it it's five minutes a day. The chick talks for three minutes. You're actually doing squats for two minutes. I'm like, this is huh. not – I mean, this is super easy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not seeing results. Uh, I, sounds like I can uh, handle that. <laughs> it's great for anybody <laughs> that just really doesn't want to work out, but pretend you are. So that led me to this YouTube channel called Lazy Dancer Tips. It's a ballerina. Okay. She's a ballerina. I don't know where she lives. She's Russian. And she does a lot of bar workouts. Yeah. So I was doing like, I was doing bar workouts in my kitchen. And I liked it because I like to tone up my legs, whatever. But still, I'm like, this is not, this is not getting me where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found Sean T. Okay, now tell okay. me about Shanti. Well, apparently everybody knows, or lots of people well, know about Shanti. Well, it's funny because he's very famous. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but you okay. tagged him and I went over and followed. And my first reaction was, hi. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he's yes. Nice on the eyes. He's nice on the but eyes. But yeah, he has like hundreds of thousands of followers. He's a million, I think. Yeah. I think he has a million followers. He's part of the, you're going to love the name, but like, you know, the Beach Body On Demand. I mean, they, right. they, they've been doing those programs for decades. Forever. Yeah. Like, they, I think they're the first. Oh, you know, I mean, I remember that, I feel like, in college. Right, yeah, right. Beach so body. I was watching, actually, a beauty blogger that I love that lives in Paris. I just sit there and just look at her life. I'm like, she's amazing. And she does these workouts every day, and she mentioned that's who that's who she does. So mm-hmm. I had never heard of him either. I went to check him out. I ended up getting, like, a free month before. You know, it's like one of those monthly charges, and you can pick from all different kinds of workouts. This specific one he does is called T25. Okay. It's 25 minutes a day. Okay. And I had this, like, come to Jesus moment. I was like, Sarah, literally, if you don't have 25 minutes in your yeah. day to yeah. do this, yeah, come on now. So I started it over a week ago. Okay. Um, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Hmm. And I've done a lot of workout programs, and I it is – it's hard. Is it interval, like, where you're getting your heart rate, doing cardio and then weight? So it, every day is different for hmm. five days. So you have cardio one day. Got then it. you have, like, an ab interval one day, oh. lower focus one day total body core. Okay. But the thing that I feel like so hard with him is that he moves quickly. Yeah. Like his feet move quickly. Right. And I consider myself pretty coordinated, but like I I can barely keep up (laughs) with how fast he's jumping. It's a lot of jumping. Okay. A lot of squats. You are dripping sweat. Yeah. Um, but I love it because A, he's good. He yeah. does, he's not he's not annoying. Uh-huh. He just gets to it. It's 25 minutes, and there's a little slider bar on the bottom. So whichever exercise you're doing, it's showing how much longer you have of that specific <laughs> exercise. I love that. Which I, I do not like not knowing when no, I'm gonna be done same. or what's coming up next. Same. So that I'm like, oh, I can do it. 15 more seconds. Like I can do yeah. it. And I've done it, and I think the true test is I've been on vacation. For four days. I've done it every day since I've been here. That's Whoa. Big. Okay, so are you watching this on your phone? Yeah, or? you can do it on your phone. It goes through a smart TV. Okay. So here in Laguna, I've been watching it on my phone or my computer. That's but at home, cool. I have it on my big screen yeah. in my living room and I do it there. 
Um, I love it. I already have seen results. Wow. Like, I mean, just little, like little muscles. I'm like, oh, oh, I forgot about those guys right there. Um, but I love it. So that's awesome. I highly recommend it. It's one of my, it's one of my two thumbs up. So I basically just gave you a two thumbs up and gave it away. I gave it away, (laughs) but you guys, it is, but prepare to work hard, but they do have one girl on the video who does lower impact, (laughs) the mod, the modifier, the the modifier girl, which I follow a lot Uh, Yeah, because there's a lot of jumping. Yes. A lot of is it knees killing up, your knees? knees? Um, my knees have been a little bit achy. Yeah. And so like today was a cardio day. I did the modifications mm-hmm. instead, which I still was dripping sweat and my heart was racing. So I'm like, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. But I love it. And I think it goes, I think it's supposed to be 10 weeks that you do this. I'm just hoping it's something that I can just continue oh, doing. Right. I mean, 25 minutes a day, if it's really giving you results, that's yeah. great. And you can do it anywhere. That's, that's so, okay, I don't know. I might actually have to try this. I really like it. Yeah. But I mean, it is really hard. hard. Okay. It's hard. So, did you ever do the 30 day shred? Oh, yes. Jillian Michaels. Because I love that because it's was 25 minutes. Yes. Is this harder than that one? Um, I feel it was a long, it's been a while since I've done that one, but I feel like this one has more cardio. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of shuffling and sprinting in place and high knees jumping. Okay. Yeah. I I I feel like it's kind of almost like an, like a way that like NFL a football player, it, I, yeah, yes, exactly, totally. And I think maybe he did. I don't know. I think he played something. He probably was. By the way, he is so cute. Oh, uh, he's real. His hot. husband is in is it one of the guys that works out in the video? Oh my gosh, how and funny! And they have these two twin boys Aww. that are the most precious. So I just love them for so many reasons. That's awesome. Like I just I love them. Anyway, so oh, that's that's, cool. that's my update. I'm trying. I'm working really hard to uh, get this tire around my middle gone. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Well, my radical acceptance of aging oh, no. is around my hair. Okay. So, you know, I am fully gray, like white, 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 white. white. And I don't want to be, like, I'm not there, right? you know? I, I just, it's not flattering for me. I'm And, in, and I, there are many women who are going gray, and I yeah. think it looks really great. Yeah. But I do think it has to do with coloring. Yeah, you know, I totally a lot agree. Of that. And my hair is white, white. There's, yeah. you know, and um, it just makes me look really washed out and really old. And mm-hmm. I have white eyebrows and I have white Dude. eyelashes. Right. So, um, you know, I what, what I was starting to try to do was to go more icy blonde. Mm-hmm. So that when it's growing in, it's not as noticeable. You know, try to get it real right. blonde, more ashy. Right. Um, and so I started doing that process, but I was a little concerned with using th- that much bleach. Right. Because what's weird about gray hair is you still have to bleach it for it to take color. Right. Which right. makes no sense. Makes no sense. It makes no so sense. So I did start down that road and I really loved it. I loved the color. It was like this nice icy blonde. I, it looked yeah. so great. But my hair started breaking. No, which you had issues with in the oh, past. Oh, I have. And that yes. has been like a big It's a constant. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, for the last five years, it's been this back and forth between deciding I really want to be blonde mm-hmm. and then my hair breaking off and then mm-hmm. me saying I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I, I saw a new gal. She's a blonde expert. She was mm-hmm. like, we can do this, you know, and she was so careful just but standing no. there watching the foils and putting Olaplex in it. But it's still, I mean, look. Yeah. You know, I have little baby bangs that I didn't cut that just broke off. So Uh, I went to see her this week. I, you know, showed her the breakage Mm -hmm. and she was like, we, you can't can't be blonde. So, you know, I know that this sounds so like, oh, 
tiny violin. But, like, I like being blonde. I've been blonde my whole life. Oh, yeah. I was a toehead. Yeah. And because all my features are kind of blonde and my yeah. eyebrows and eyelashes are white, it looks better for me to be blonde. Mm-hmm. I don't have the eyebrows to pull off being a brunette, naturally. Right. But I have to be brunette. You know, she was yeah. like, you can either go with the white and we yeah. can, we can, you know, you can go white or we have to put color deposit on your hair. Right. And if you apparently if you put blonde on gray, it just looks terrible. I think your hair color looks really pretty right now. I mean, I I'm okay with it. To me, you're still blonde. You're blonde. I mean, that is you. Well, because you're, you're seeing the ends that but, she bleached. But yeah, but so still, that's gonna have to go away. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, but so even the top, the top is gonna be that's a, that's a dark it's blonde, kind of like a dark gingery blonde. Yeah, well, it's not supposed to be. There's also a bunch of like toner on it that oh, I'm yeah. not supposed to wash I off just wash that, for yeah. a few days. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm bummed that I can't be oh, blonde I, anymore. No, I know. I you know I like that look, and yeah. I think I look better with my hair a little blonde. And have you seen Fleabag? The I've show seen on Netflix. some of it. Did you see the part where she gets her hair cut horribly and they're, yes. the whole thing about hair is everything? Yes. I yes. Mean, it's totally. kind of true. It is true. Tiny violin, but it is true. It, it is. If you are not feeling good about your hair, yeah. it's, it's and like, just, remember, and you've been a blonde your entire life. Like, that's yeah. part of It's just you. one of those things that, like, oh, this just got taken away from me. Like, I would this, be really sad. Oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah. I'd be really sad, but I think it can still be, like, it, it's not like you're going to be a brunette. Well, no, not necessarily, but I will say this. I, I, I've i thought about it just because it is hard to get a good dark blonde from dye. That's true. That's hard. It, it starts can, to go brassy fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've had issues with brassiness forever. And then the fixes for brassiness are also bad for your hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, if I want to have shiny long hair, I should probably just go dark, dark. Oh my but, gosh, that'd be so different. It'd be so I'm like, different. I'm looking at you, like, and I mean, I think if I went dark, I would probably need to go, you know, do an eyebrow tattoo, yeah. like you know, the permanent makeup, and probably mm-hmm. get fake eyelashes just, just because yeah. I get really, I, my features are all very blonde. Yeah, I mean, again, not that I have to do any of this. No, 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 no. But it's still, it's it's a big it's a big part of who you are. It is. It is. I know, and there's, there's just, no reason to like deny I mean, that. The bottom line is, if you have had you know your years of vanity as a woman, aging is hard. It is super hard. <laughs> it's really hard yeah. when you've had some of your identity wrapped up in in your looks. It's, oh yeah, it's hard. Oh <laughs> yes, I feel that all the time. I feel like half the people, well, no, eighty percent of the people that I work with online in this beauty space are 27. Oh, totally. I'm like, I'm their grandma. Totally. I'm the wise grandma. I literally yep. get emails like, well, you yep. know, you've been doing this for so yep. long and mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. And it reminds <sighs> me my, um, a good friend of mine who lives here that was, she's like seven years older than me. I remember when she, I was like 37 uh-huh. and she was 45 uh-huh. and she was telling me, Sarah, something happens in your mid forties. Yeah. Your metabolism slows down. The aging accelerates it in really your face does. and things start changing really rapidly. And yeah. I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you look amazing, whatever. Right. It's so true. It's so true. Things are, oh. the, the wheels are falling off yeah. guys. The wheels are <laughs> falling off and I'm trying to figure out as an Enneagram three, like, how to work this into what I do for a living. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause I, well, I'm, I think you are doing that. I mean, I think, I do think a lot of women our age follow you as, yeah. as a person who's, you know, right. Like I'm trying to embrace it as much as you I can. are. I, I still mean, haven't like done much. No, you know, you're, but... you're not like putting filler in your lips no. and you know, you're, although I mean, 
<laughs> you're like, although I would. I maybe. I don't know. I don't think I would. I'd be too scared. But you like, would you know, be too scared. Yeah. I mean, I, most of my friends are doing some sort of Botox or filler. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I don't really have to worry about it so much because I have bangs. That's a huge thing. I have huge 11s. And if I, I these bangs weren't here, I would be doing Botox a hundred percent. If I didn't have 100%. a stupid cowlick, I would be doing bangs because that's the perfect solution. Such a great thing. It's so mm-hmm. great. Okay. Well, wow. All right. Well, what do you have for your second two thumbs up? I okay. you mentioned T25 is your first. Yes. T25 is my first. My second is a new face oil that I found that is amazing. It's amazing, 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 amazing. You're going to want to get it. Okay. It's, um... La Prunière is the brand. It's called Plum Oil. Uh-huh. It's made from plums. So huh. a, it's it smells oh. amazing. Okay, there's it smells like something specific that I can't put my finger on. It's kind of like a sweet. Oh, it's so good. Um, but the deal with the plum oil, it's like full of antioxidants and uh-huh. omegas, uh-huh. and it's eight times more powerful than argan oil and six times more powerful than marula oil Wow! for anti-aging. I hate the word anti-aging, but for that. But yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people uh-huh. talk about marula oil. I've oh, used yeah. it. Used, yeah, used I used it. A lot yeah. of people in our community talk about it. Yeah. This just like steps up your game, uh-huh. but um, it's 70. It's $70, yeah. which is like right in the middle. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's some for anti-aging that are like oh, yeah. 160, 250, yeah. you know. Um, but this one is beautiful. And to me, it feels a little bit – I don't want to use the word thicker because that seems weird. But it's it's more robust, Viscous. yes, than marula oil. Yeah. I feel like it's more hydrating. Uh-huh. It makes my face look a little bit more glowy. So do you use it during the day? Mm-hmm. In oh. the morning and at night. Okay. And, I just, and the scent. Oh, I, I love it. Okay, I love I it. So it's a new, this. you know, I don't usually branch out with my no, oils. No, you don't. I've Especially my, on your face. Yeah. I've got my oils that I love. And yep. this one is like totally in rotation now. Okay. I might have to try that. So I'm going to link up to that. It's it's a beautiful Ooh. oil. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. What about you? Well, first, um, I wanted to talk about this new apparel company that I discovered. So we've talked a lot about sustainable clothing. People yes. People have asked us a lot about sustainable clothing. Yes. And there are a couple brands that Sarah and I both really love, one of which is Crochet Kids. But, you know, I'm trying to find more brands where the supply chain is really obvious. You know who made the garments. Um the production is sustainable. So I just got a new jean jacket from this company called Remu Apparel, and it's called the Remake Jean Jacket. And so what they do is they use upcycled secondhand jeans to patch together the jean jacket. They're made in Ecuador. So they have this sort of like women's empowerment Mm -hmm. sewing program Mm -hmm. where um, at-risk women can come and learn a trade. So they're making the jean jackets. Um, They're really cute. Mm -hmm. But the inside of the jean jacket is lined with an Ecuadorian blanket. Oh, fun. It's so, it's got this great oh, print, like yeah. this, you know, this great kind of Ecuadorian print. Yeah. But it's so oh. soft. Oh, I want to see these. And they're really hipster looking. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, I'll, I'll show you right now, yeah. actually. Um, like the jackets, like I got the jacket and both of my boys were oh, like, I want this. I want this jacket. It. And they're I like love the pockets, like the little stitching on the mm-hmm. pockets. Yeah. Wait, that's cute. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're, they're not cheap, but you know, you, it's like, you know, who made it. I think they're yeah. signed by the woman who made it. Um, that's and really again, cool. it's all upcycled materials. Um, and they're cute. They're very, very hipster would be a great gift, actually. That's super cute. I love those. And very, um, they would look great on men, too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Um, and then my other recommendation, well, we have been talking about CBD, especially with Claire, <laughs> yes. nonstop. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I'm a convert. Are you? I'm a total convert, Sarah. Really? Sarah, I'm going to show you this right now. Okay. We're sitting here. I'm going to pull open my desk floor and show you my vape pen. What? Who are Your you? Face. I know. Who are you? Okay. Well, first what? of all. What? I know. First of all, what? there's no THC in this. Right, 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 right. Okay, right. yeah, right. So there's no high. There's no nicotine. So this is really a, you are vaporizing oil. Right. There's no weird stuff going into your lungs. It is a vapor, not smoke. Okay. Right. And she is you should no, see her face right now. Because I'm thinking and I'm going to play devil's advocate yeah, just for one second it. and I want Claire to be here. I know, right? Because I remember Claire posting something to her account. Yes. Talking about how you cannot derive full benefits from CBD unless there is THC involved. Okay, Claire and I disagree on this point. Okay. Okay. Um there are many people who think that. Okay. Who think that you need a tiny bit of THC. But let me say, here's the problem with the tiny bit of THC. First of all, it's not legal in most states. Right. It is legal here. Right. Second of all, a lot of people have react bad reactions to THC. Oh, yeah. So sure. personally, I cannot take any THC. Okay. I've tried every, I've tried 8 to 1 CBD to THC. I've tried 13 to 1. Okay. You know, where it's really, really low ratios of THC. I can't okay. do it. Okay. It raises my anxiety and it gives me a headache. Yeah. I now... Okay. It might be true that you could get more benefit if you had a teeny tiny bit of THC, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a lot of benefit from just So what do you CBD. mean benefit? Like, what is it doing for you? It, and it's funny because people will be like, well, let me try it. And then they're like, I don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. That's the whole point. Okay. But what I'm not feeling is heart racing anxiety all day. Okay. Does so, it help with your sleep? Um, yeah, I think it does. Okay. So I have my little vape pen. This is a Foria vape pen. I've talked about this one before, but right. I just wanted to show you in person. And so I'll take a, pu- a puff or two of this a couple times a day. And you feel like it's been so helpful. Absolutely. Okay. So, see, I trust you on but, this. Because you, you and, and I have both been very skeptical. I've been very of, skeptical. And then the I decided I'm just going to give it the college try. So I, okay. I do Foria as a vape. Okay. Because I just feel like it's quick and... I mean, it's, do you want to try it? No. No. You, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to blow it okay. so you can smell. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like cinnamon and vanilla. Okay. Blow it. Do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. So you just, do you, can you smell it? Oh yeah. Oh, that I smells mean, good. It's lovely. Like it's a that nice good. little it's So you don't have to like press any buttons. You just like, no, you just, look, this is how it. Does, you just you suck, it suck in and that lights up. Oh, that's it. I'm smelling it. I'm smelling it. Everyone. Okay, that's pretty amazing. Right? Do you think that CBD helps with headaches? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to, I mean, you know. It's, it's supposed to, like, modulate, everything. like, make you, it just But if makes... you didn't want to vape, I mean, I'm, you guys, literally, I'm opening my desk drawer where she I have, is. like, She's a opening, stash she's got a stash CBD. of CBD. But if you didn't, if you didn't want to, um, to vape it, which a lot of people don't, and I get, you can buy it like a tonic. Okay. Okay. So, and I still haven't even gotten to the one I'm recommending today, but you can buy it in a tonic where okay. you put it under your tongue. Yes. The problem with the tonic, right, is that it does taste bad and it tastes like marijuana. Some of them. Yes. Okay. So the product that I wanted to recommend today, because I've been wanting to try the CBD with my son Mm -hmm. who has ADD. Right. Because it's supposed to be very effective. But, But I had this like moral dilemma of like, 
I don't know how I'm going to give my kids something that says cannabis on it with the sublingual drops and it tastes like weed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he smelled what weed smells like. Like it felt like a slippery slope of Mm -hmm. like, don't smoke weed, but here I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I get that. Right, right. So I finally found CBD in capsules. So the oil's in a capsule. So it's CBD essence hemp oil capsules and what's great is on the bottle it says hemp oil and i don't know that he has the connection that like this is right marijuana something or other right and what's nice too is i've been i mean i've been the hemp oil hemp seed oil you forever you love the hemp oil on your face oh i'm like i put it on everything everything. i I am like the dad from um my big fat greek wedding with the windex Windex. No, I am like, hemp oil, hemp oil, come here, hemp yeah, oil, yeah. everything. So that's Sunburn. totally on brand. So it's, it's on, on brand. brand. So now I'm giving him the CBD in okay. these hemp oil capsules, okay. just along with his other daily meds. So he's right. not... Yeah, it's just another vitamin. Right. It's not a supplement. So I, f- I finally figured out how to administer it to a child in a way that isn't like, wait, mom, are you giving me that's awesome. marijuana? That's yeah. awesome. So CBD essence, hemp oil capsules... I'll link those up, but I'll also link up the so, Foria. So, yeah, where do you – do you buy the Foria online? Oh, Sarah, I can't believe we're just now having this conversation. Yes, Foria you can buy online because it's hemp-based, so it has no THC. But you, you can buy the vape pen. And the vape pen. Yeah, Because, online. again, yeah, in any state. It's legal in any state. Is it one pen for everyone or are there different kinds for different things? Or is it just like they no, have one just vape one. pen? Gotcha. I mean – it depends on the company. So if you went to King's Harvest, for example, mm-hmm. which is a brand that I really like and, mm-hmm. and Claire really likes, and they're very medicinal cannabis, so it's not legal in every state. Okay. They have a variety of pens because it's they have differing THC levels. Right. So, you know, they have... Which I couldn't do in Oklahoma. We have medical exactly. marijuana, but yeah. not... Yeah. Yeah. So they would have different strains, but Foria just has one because it's just CBD. Okay. Yeah. But then you can also... I mean, there's so much. You can get... Like, this is a tonic, so this is a little dropper. Mm-hmm. You can see. I like that little blue bottle. Yeah. The Foria, it's a really nice, like, I think it's a nicely packaged. It is. Um, it is nice. CBD oil. Um, but then you can get them in, like, different flavors, like mint, cinnamon. Not okay. from Foria, but from others. Okay. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't I'll know. look into the pen. It's yeah. interesting to me. Like, I can't believe I just watched you do that. It's I know. Just, it's like the last thing I would ever imagine you to- doing ever. Totally. Ever. It's so off-brand for me. <laughs> it's so off-brand. In fact, I wanted to talk about it on Instagram, and then I'm like, I can't freaking vape on Instagram. Like, what am I, 12? But I will tell you, there are so many people in the wellness community and a lot a lot of the beauty yeah. bloggers that are, yeah. I, they're, they're vaping on, I mean, they're just on well, Instagram vaping. Well, I have to say, I'm so anti-vaping. Yeah. Like, right. the jewel and the nicotine. Right. I hate it. So, I hate it. So it was a big kind of, like narrative shift for me to, okay. to look at CBD oil. Right. Because it's, it's very different. Okay. Well, this is exciting. I don't yeah. know. I might have to get one to try it out. <laughs> I'm just going to do a little test of my own. Well, Sarah, I have a very cute new purse that I want to talk about. Okay. I just got the cutest purse from italic.com. They are one of our sponsors. So here's the deal with italic. They're a company that is unbranded. And what that really basically means is that you can get luxury goods that are from the same exact manufacturers as big name brand companies like Celine, St. Regis, Prada. They let you shop unbranded goods straight from the source. So you can get a really killer deal on a high quality purse, accessories, what have you. So I, I have to admit, 
I had a difficult time choosing the purse because they have a lot of really cute ones, but the one I ended up going with is their Martine Leather Crossbody Camera Bag. It's super cute. I got it in black leather. It is really supple, luxury feeling leather. But what I love about this bag is it's one of those bags that's it's pretty compact. It's small, but it has a ton of dividers and pockets without looking like that. It looks like a little cocktail purse, but it has a lot of little zipper pouches so that you can keep your stuff divided, which I love. Um, it's got a cute gold chain, gold zippers. Um, you can wear it with you could wear it with jeans, but you could definitely dress it up with a cocktail dress. What I also really like about Italic is that their accessories, purses, and clothing are affordable and sustainable. They do sell out of products quickly, so if there's something you're eyeing, now is the time. So they've set up a special discount code just for our listeners. Use the code SELFIE for a $15 credit on your first purchase. So go to italic.com, use discount code SELFIE, and get $15 off luxury products that are already half the price. All right, well, let's chat with Christine Co. Christine, um, as I mentioned, is a former music and brain neuroscientist, so she's a bit of a smarty pants. And then found her way into the world of blogging and internet writing as I did. And that's how we met. So Christine, thank you so much for being with us. I am so delighted to talk to you today, Kristen. I feel like we are such internet dinosaurs, yet, you know, we're still <laughs> we current. Are. <laughs> we are. We were kind of in that first wave of mommy blogging. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so crazy. Well, tell, I mean, tell people quickly, how did you, st- you know, how did you stumble from you know, music therapist and neuroscientist to mommy blogging. How did this happen? I know, I know. Just like, I guess the real quick thing is that, you know, I like you, I, I have a love of nerdy things and academia and all that stuff. And I was really destined, I felt, to be um, a music and psychology professor. Like I was so inspired by all my teachers. And then I got to the fanciest of fancy places. And I did my, you know, I finished my PhD and I was doing my postdoc at Harvard Medical, MIT, and MGH, which is Mass General Hospital, um, really the fanciest sounding thing. And it was just the most miserable thing ever, <laughs> as really? happens sometimes. Yeah, it was just, you know, I, I kind of was ready for like the, they call it the postdoc um, depression, where your your work is not really your own anymore. You're really under somebody else's thumb doing their work. And I was ready for that. But I just felt, you know, I, I got to a point actually where my first baby was coming and my dad was very sick and he was on his way out. And I just realized, you know, I love working. I definitely want to work, but if I'm going to spend a lot of hours, I, I want to be doing something that I feel really creative and energized by. And at that point in my life, academia, wasn't it? So I, I stumbled into the internet because, uh, people were always asking me because they knew I researched everything ad nauseum. You know, they'd ask me for recommendations and, one day I was like, oh, I just wish there was, you know, like somewhere I could put all this information instead of just emailing it again and again. <laughs> yeah. And my tech friend, yeah, my tech friend was like, uh, that would be a blog. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of a blog? <laughs> I had not at that point, obviously. So and, funny. you know, like you, I think that's, you know, it just all of a sudden it started and then just goes. It's so crazy. Yeah. It just took took on a life of its own. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like for me, it's like, I feel so blessed that I kind of stumbled into it in this unique time because I don't think you can make a career of blogging today the way that we were able to there for about a decade. Yes, I would agree. And also I feel like um, it just, there were so many opportunities to kind of 
pivot. I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of, um, diversifying the, the professional breadbasket. So, you know, the blog just ended up being this, uh, launch point for, you know, the book and, um, you know, the podcast and then becoming, doing a lot of social media consulting. And it just kind of sprouted all these different arms that were not, I could never have predicted, you know, like you, I could have never predicted what would happen, you know, fast forward 10 years. I mean, it's funny to think that when we were in grad school, I literally had never even heard of a blog. I know. know. (laughs) As I'm studying. What Um, year did you, mine started 2006. Were you in the same, or were you 2008? 2007. 2007, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we we really were same era. So really wild. Well, so I'm excited to talk to you about introversion. And I'm excited to talk to you specifically because I feel like you and I are both very similar in our introversion in that we're both relatively outgoing introverts. And I think there's a lot of confusion about outgoing introverts because people might tend to think of introverts as being very quiet or wanting to be alone or not being people persons. And I know I'm actually a people person. I like being around people. I know that you are too. Um, And what's funny is um, one of the ways I see that play out, speaking of us both being bloggers, is that you and I for years have both gone to blogging conferences. And both of us at blogging conferences are very interested in meeting and talking with people. And we're we're there with bells on, ready to chat. Um, But one of the things that I find that happens to me at conferences like that, which is where my introversion really, um, really shows up is that day one, I am like (laughs) ready to talk to everyone. I want to have a conversation with each and every person. Day two, I'm still doing it, but I might be a little tired. Day three, if someone approaches me that I don't know well, I'm still going to think I'm being friendly, but I'm actually dead behind the eyes. And, you know, it's, it's one of those difficult things where I think we can be really misunderstood Mm -hmm. as (laughs) – outgoing introverts, uh, because people can assume that we are standoffish or that we only care about certain people, but not others, when actually we've just kind of reached the depletion of our reserves. I've had to work very hard in tandem with my husband, who definitely identifies as an introvert, to set boundaries around family obligations, because um, the co-family would like, literally, if if they were going to get together for, say, Christmas morning, um, that would turn into like, Hey, now let's have lunch and then let's go like to a movie and then let's like return back to the home base for dinner. And for me, that freaks me out. <laughs> and so I've been, I, we are the family that are always like, okay, we we could do like two or three hours and then we're out of there. And I think it probably comes off as a little standoffish or rigid or something, but I just feel like, listen, I'm going to be a better, happier human being with you for those two to three hours than if you try to drag me through like 12 hours of social activities because I just can't do it. Oh my gosh. As you said, like I hit the, I hit the wall, right? The reserve tank is dead. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because I had the same issue in my marriage where my in-laws, they're, they're extroverts, all of them, as was my ex. And Mm -hmm. it would be the same thing. It was like, if we were going to hang out, we were going to hang out for like nine to 10 hours. Oh my God. And (laughs) What's funny is I didn't know myself well enough to, to, to have a boundary around that. And and I wanted to be able to do that, right? I mean, I have a value. I value family. I value family time. So mm-hmm. I show up with bells on ready to do it. And inevitably, halfway through the day, people would start asking me, what's wrong? Kristen, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what was wrong. And I, I thought I was being normal. But I again, I'm like going dead behind the eyes <laughs> because – 
I can only do it for so long. And when I finally started to realize that about myself, it was really helpful. But but again, there is skepticism about introverts. So it's like, oh, well, you can't hang out with us. You know, you can only do two or three hours. You can only stand us that long. Yes. And I think exa- and I think the other thing that you will understand very deeply too is that, and you know, maybe anybody who posts Instagram or whatever, but yeah. I think there is a little bit of skepticism and confusion between like for my family, perhaps because they see my sort of public facing life and that I'm out doing these things. And, you know, it just looks like it's a giant party the whole time. And whereas then I can only spend like two or three hours in person. Um, you know, but I, and I try to, I try to be clear about it. And actually the thing that I've realized that I do, um, you know, do love and is part of this equation is I'm much better in a, in a one-on-one situation or a very small group. Cause I have six siblings. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. So when we get together, it's a lot, it's like super extra. And so, um, you know, if I can sort of recalibrate certain gatherings so that it's maybe just, you know, a couple of us getting together, then that's like where I'm like, okay, I'm happy to sit down and we can chat and dig in. It's just the small talk that I get really, it's, that's very difficult for me. It actually, I find that sometimes scrolling Mm -hmm. leaves me very scattered and depleted because I feel like I'm not really learning anything deeply about people. And then, and then I feel bad because then if I see them and they're like, oh, didn't you see that thing? And I'm like, oh, no, I actually stayed off the internet yesterday. And then the person doesn't believe me. It becomes like very complicated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think for me, I just, um, you know, also because I, I think that sometimes in a, in a situation where there's a ton of stimulation, there are a lot of people talking Um I actually really genuinely have trouble listening and processing it all, like from a sensory um, perspective. So I feel like when it's less people, I can just be more present for them anyway, which I feel like is better because then I'm actually hearing them and I'm getting able to dig deeper with them. So I feel like that's a preferable situation. I just know that, you know, in my family, there's a lot of value to the, as you said, the nine to 10 hour hangout. (laughs) But I just, I feel like I would, I will just be too grumpy. And then, you know, that will be bad for everybody. Totally. And I think, you know, what I have found too is if I can get into a deep relationship or deep conversation with someone, yeah. that actually energizes me. A deep yes. a soul connection conversation where, you know, where we're talking about something of substance, you know, talk, maybe talking about meaning or identity or it could even be politics or faith, you know, something that feels like we're really exploring meaning that mm-hmm. I find energizing. But mm-hmm. if if it's I mean, this is just the perfect example for me. It's just it's on the plane and you your seatmate decides that they're going to talk with you, <laughs> which I work really hard to avoid. And earbuds. Yeah. And then the, this is my nightmare conversation is like, oh, where are you from? Oh, Oh, do you know so and so? Or do you know this? Or, oh, the weather there. When it's just a meaningless conversation where I'm going to walk away from this, not having gotten to actually know them on any depth of a level, but we're sort of charading a conversation that's so painful for me. Yeah, I agree. I think the other trap I get into, um, and I, I imagine you have some of this as well, is the, oh, you work on the internet? Okay, well, could I'm you know, I'm struggling, like, I want to figure out how to sell my whatever, my widget, or or like, 
And then, then I go into real shutdown mode because I'm like, okay, you don't even, you don't even see me as a human being. You see me as a means to an end, to your end. And I find it deeply offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I, first of all, will never tell a stranger what I do for a living. Like, okay, maybe that's my problem. I just need to stop doing that. Okay, there's my ROI for the conversation. Stop (laughs) telling people I work on the internet. (laughs) You also don't want to tell people that you have a background in therapy because then then you're going to be hearing all about their divorce and, (laughs) you know, their struggles with their boyfriend or whatever. But I will never tell people I'm a therapist and I very rarely will tell people that I'm a blogger because that's it's hard to explain and it's – I just don't even want to go that far. I think I'll usually say like, I'm a writer and then I'll name like something I've written for maybe even once that they have heard of and then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I write for Huffington Post, the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is not to say that I don't like people. You know, I Mm -hmm. I actually really like and value people. I just, if we're going to have a conversation, I want it to be meaningful. I want to actually know another person in a meaningful way, not not mm-hmm. on that like surfacey stuff. Yeah, and I do want to say that um I think when I think there are these sort of, you know, if you think along that spectrum, there are moments I'm thinking particularly particularly at a conference or something where if I'm sort of maybe it's on that first day or two when I'm in sort of a recept- receptive space and I've got high energy then I have found myself just delightfully surprised to sort of meet someone and enter into a pretty like significant substantial conversation Uh right away. And then I leave that feeling like, wow, what a gift. Like I can't just write off human beings altogether. (laughs) It really kind of busts through my theory of just like, you know, hiding. Um, So it's it's an interesting, I feel like it's an ongoing calibration and you have to be really at the risk of sounding too woo-woo. I feel like you have to really be tuned into sort of, okay, what's my energy level? Like, how am I feeling? (laughs) Yeah. Am I ready? And, you know, sort of how loving do I feel right now? And I think all of those things really contribute to whether, you know, how ready you're going to be to face the world. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think I did not give myself that permission for a very long time. My Mm. mom was an extrovert and she definitely Mm -hmm. valued extroversion. And I feel like I was raised that you just you're always on and available for other people all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're there to listen and you're there to problem solve. And um, I I had a hard time with boundaries. I had a hard time saying, you know what, I'm tired, so I'm going to go home now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm <laughs> maybe I'm too tired to do a second night of hanging with people or what have you. Like, it took me a really long time to get to a space of giving myself permission to opt out of things. Well, and it's hard because you care about people. You know, we, course, we love people, yeah. we care about them. And then, and I think when you're in a situation where you have a constrained amount of time, you know, with face-to-face access, you want to like make the most of it. But um, yeah, it, it is a hard, it's a really tricky balance to figure out how to do that. Yeah. So I just, I guess I'm, I think it just, um, it requires like constant sort of and this perhaps sounds a little exhausting, but, you know, you just have to be really aware of kind of what's happening. And, you know, I guess part of you needs to be open to the fact that you could have a new experience that is really lovely and wonderful. And then part of you just needs to continue to be fiercely protective of your time and your energy because you're the only person who can do that for you. Yeah, that's the truth. That's Mm -hmm. the truth. And then you're not good for anyone when you're just, when you're just exhausted. 
Exactly. Yes. And that's really what I had to come to is, you know, if I just, if I make myself available, never have boundaries, never pull back when I need to, then I'm not available in the times that are really, truly important or Mm -hmm. for the people that are really, truly important, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've made jokes forever about how I don't talk to people on planes. You know, I've I've got all of these nonverbal signals to let people know (laughs) I am unavailable, you know, and I've gotten some some crap for that. Like, well, you're so rude or, you you know, what have you. But the reason I do that is because the person I'm flying to is the person I want to have that energy reserve for. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good to show up at a destination completely tapped from a conversation that I felt trapped in mm-hmm. and be exhausted and then not be available for whatever family member I flew to or speaking engagement I flew to. Yeah. And the plane example, I mean, you literally are trapped, like you have nowhere You're to trapped. go. And so that I think that actually legitimately adds a layer of like anxiety to the situation. Yes. You know, it's it it's sort of like being stuck in an elevator with somebody, although that yes. ends a lot quicker. So yeah, I think, um, I think that's a good point. Cause I, I hadn't really thought about it that way too, but just you want to, you do, you want to have that full tank of energy for the person you're flying to. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, how does, how did your own introversion play out as you became a mom? You know, because I think for a lot of us, you know, that is a time when our alone time obliterates completely. Did, yeah. Know, that, did that have an effect on you? Yeah, I think, um, well, just so many, God, there's so many variables. <laughs> there's so many like factors going on. I would say that particular time of life, that was, that was where I would not be the person at being all friendly at the like mom and me yoga <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like that, that was kind of my worst nightmare. Like I received, you know, gifts, like gift cards to that sort of thing. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> Um, and that is where I tapped into like the, luckily I I was so fortunate to have a few friends who were pregnant around the same time, like good friends, deep friends. And, you know, those were the people I really tapped into, um, and, and needed during that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I found as the kids came, my reserves were just even lower, you Mm -hmm. know, that I, and I couldn't figure it out. And I, I remember, um, when my son was about two, going to therapy about it, like I was like, I just want him to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm bummed when he wakes up because I want to be alone. And I'm like, am I a psychopath? Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> what what kind of intimacy disorder or attachment issue do I have going on that I like am bummed when my kid wakes up from a nap because I want to still be alone? And she's like, um, that's called introversion. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I actually just gave a piece of advice that I had never thought of until yesterday. Like, so I was um, giving this, I was doing a speaking engagement in California and um, somebody asked me about maternity leave. And I said, well, you know, I used to give the advice to take as much time as you, you know, can to be with your baby. And I gave that advice until I gave it to a very dear friend who ended up hating babies, right? She just, she was like, went on leave and was like, why? There's, oh my God, there's four months left. How am I going to do this? And I felt horrible. And so the advice I gave to this person at this talk was, listen, you know, maternity leave or paternity leave, whatever you have the benefit of, like that's for you as a human being. And it doesn't mean that you need to dedicate it all to your baby. So I said, for example, if you are 
introverted, you need time to recharge. You need, and you don't particularly really enjoy the little like full-time dealing with baby stuff phase of life, then hire help part-time and like have part of your time be for your baby and part of that time be for you. And you don't have to tell your boss about that. You know, and I was like, wow, why did I not think of this earlier? Totally. (laughs) It's so true though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not, I think kids add a whole new level of of drain for introverts. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, I really do. And I think you kind of have to take that into consideration and you have to let yourself off the hook a little bit. You know, and not feel like a bad parent. I mean, that's because you're not a bad parent. You just, you know, you have, you have needs too. And, um, you know, a small person kind of like, I don't know, takes those needs and kind of throws them in the dirt and takes a poop on them. So (laughs) it's like, it's very difficult. Totally. Totally. It is. It is hard. And, and I think, yeah, just recognizing like an, an introvert parent has different strengths. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't the parent that was going to get on the floor and play all day because, that's just that's not me. That that's very exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have other gifts that I think my introversion provide. You know, I think I'm very intuitive, and I I crave that meaning. I crave those meaningful conversations, and so mm-hmm. I think I've done very well at creating space to have really deep conversations with my kids. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I'm like, let's cut to the heart of this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no wasted words. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? (laughs) (laughs) You, I mean, as a therapist, you have to, you have to ask those questions, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. We have this thing we call circle of trust, which is basically like you can say anything in this room, Mm -hmm. and it is fascinating what comes up. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's the best, and that's that. Like, I, I go on ad nauseum about you know the importance of talking to kids and keeping the conversation open, and you know, talking about the hard stuff and. It's so important. And it's, oh, gosh, it it's e- as you know, it's even more important as they become teenagers it and is. people think that you, they don't need you, but they really need you more than they did before. They do. So I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. I completely agree because their situations are so unique and so difficult um, that it's, it's not something that, you know, a babysitter could change a diaper for you and a babysitter can, you know, but mm-hmm. when they're teenagers, they need you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. specifically you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Well, what other advice do you have for introverts in, in the way of self-care? I think one thing that is really um, important for me, and I, I'm not always the greatest at this, but is to really be intentional about building in some time for reflection. And I know that some people will like do journaling. Actually, Asha, my, um, you know, book co-author and podcast co-host, she is like the journaler. Like she, (laughs) she writes all this stuff down, but I, I will literally sometimes be like, I am going to book a creative meeting with myself, like literally put it on my calendar and just be alone with my coffee and sort of jot down. It's usually in a Google doc because I don't, my handwriting's terrible. So I don't write down anything, but, um, those meetings that really, for lack of better words, feel all about me and very focused and very, um, a chance to really dig in and concentrate, um, are just very, very powerful. And they feel, they, they feel, dare I say, even better than, you know, time at the spa. Cause (laughs) I just feel like I'm kind of having the time to be quiet with my thoughts. Like that doesn't happen that often when you're, you know, living the lives that we're living. So it's incredibly valuable. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think I, I think that is huge. The permission thing is huge. The mm-hmm. boundaries thing is huge. Those are really the things in my toolbox that keep me from getting overloaded. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also well, setting up time, like being explicit about. So here's another one of these like tricky social human things is that, you know, when you're feeling depleted, I think you just feel like, oh, I, you know, I can't see anybody. I don't have time. I don't have energy. But I feel like that sometimes when I'm in that space, that's the time I need the most to connect deeply with somebody I really care about. So, you know, that is one of my other pieces of self-care for introverts is like time with your favorite people where you can, they know you, you don't have to explain the whole backstory, Mm -hmm. but you can like kind of immediately go into that deep conversation. That is just, um, that's just money for me. And even if I'm exhausted at the beginning, just from the circumstances of life, I always come out more energized on the other side. Yeah, I completely agree. I think having those trusted friends where you're not performing at all, you know, that whole mm-hmm. performance anxiety is gone mm-hmm. and and you're just talking about things that matter to you and that's so valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for chatting with me. I, I am hoping this is very helpful for other introverts listening. I do too. And, and, you know, I feel energized talking to you, my fellow introvert, (laughs) my fellow nerdy introvert. It's lovely. So this was, this was really, really fun and, and awesome to sort of dig into it in a really thoughtful way. So I loved it. Thank you for having me. Totally. Well, really quickly let people know where they can find you online. I think the easiest place is christineco.com. And from there, you can launch off to all the other projects that we mentioned um, briefly. And um, yeah, it's and I think I would say of the social places to hang, uh, even though it's kind of confusing, my Instagram handle is Boston Mamas. And um, but I post about everything, including a deep love of making and decorating cake. Um, That's actually one of my introvert activities. (laughs) (laughs) totally so uh yeah i think those are the good the good places to find me awesome and um for our listeners we will also link up of course to christine's um social platforms and as well as her book on selfiepodcast.com thanks for joining us continue the self-care conversation with us over at instagram at at selfiepodcast and make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.